everyone, and welcome to the late night edition of the Colts Cover 2 podcast. I am Colts Indie Star Insider, Jim Aiello. I almost forgot my own name and title and all those <laughs> things. It's late, guys. Sorry. And uh, I'm joined by the laughing fellow to my left, as always, my co-host, Joel A. Erickson. Joel, you want to tell the uh, the kind people at home what we're doing right now and what we're enjoying? Yeah, so uh, there's a big screen here at the uh, hotel that we're at uh, near the Pittsburgh airport. And Sunday Night Football is on, and there are the, like, perfect chairs. Yeah. If you're a sloucher, I'm a sloucher. If you're a sloucher, this is the perfect chair. It is. I was, I was, I, I'm just going gonna, gonna to confess, Joel. I'm going to tell them all what happened. We're, <laughs> we're re-recording this podcast right now because the batteries died in the middle of it. So we're going to tell some of the same jokes twice. And to me, they're still funny. And hopefully you guys find them funny the first time. I just want to make it clear it was not my fault. Yes. The batteries died. <laughs> Like, I mean, we were, what, five minutes away from the end? Oh, yeah, it was real close. I'm going to call it a dress rehearsal. Does that seem fair? Yeah, and hopefully I don't say Baltimore when I mean Pittsburgh this time. Yes. Because I did that so, several times. He, to be fair, in the first edition of this podcast, you warned people that you might do that. Yeah, that's true. And so This is my now. warning again. Yeah. It might happen again. We also have a little music going on in the background, so if you enjoy the little soundtrack, you're welcome, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, Boy, yeah, I'm just embarrassed about it now. I'm going to see if I can get over it. But here's It's important to bring this up, though, because in a way, the battery issue is a little bit like fumbling a free kick <laughs> after your team gets a safety. I'm so proud of you. That's like a great segue. Go for <laughs> it. Just, just, I mean, dive right in. This, oh, I mean, here, I'll, I'll try my own. I, for, for, for this thing dying on the first time, I am as embarrassed as the Colts should be about losing this game. Nice. On, so thank very you. strong. Thank you very much. So. Yeah, for, for those of you who didn't know or didn't watch or, or hate yourselves or whatever, and they're listening to a podcast about how badly the Colts play, they played. They lost 26-24 in a game they absolutely should have won. They made about a billion mistakes. Everyone was – pretty much everyone was was culpable today. Yeah, and one one player or the other. Other than – I'm going to say like – Maybe not Zach Pascal. I'm going to say Zach Pascal and maybe like Rico Berto Sanchez did their jobs to the best of their abilities today. And uh, everyone else had some like question marks next to them. The kicker was – bad again we have to do that again the quarterback got hurt the backup quarterback played well but also made a very very bad mistake Zach Pascal's friends on the receiving core didn't do much help for him Um, except Paris Campbell he had some good things but he also fumbled twice didn't lose him didn't lose him you're right so overall pretty good game thanks to Zach Pascal he didn't lose him that's correct no I mean like you wrote about this today we should start there before we get into Vinatieri and the quarterback situation the Colts punted this one away this is the game they should have won and they gave it away yeah, and it's different than saying they deserve to win. They didn't deserve to win. They deserved to lose the way they played. But I thought they were the better team. I thought they were the better team when they were on offense. I thought they were the better team when they were on defense. I say on offense, I thought the offensive line towards the end really started to get killed. Yeah, you were. I mean, at the end of the game, we were talking, and you said the Colts' offensive line gave up five sacks. And I was like, What? Five. Five sacks. And then coming after what, four against Denver? Yeah, so nine in the last two games after having seven in the first six. That's a legit issue that they have to figure out. Yeah, it's this, bad. This schedule on the back half has some very good pass rush teams, uh, especially in their own division. And if they want to win the AFC South, they've got to figure that out and get back to who they were before. It's the Colts' offensive line, so you assume they will. Yeah. And Frank Reich really cares about pass protection, but it has been bad. And it cost them dearly today. It's bonkers to me to think the offensive line played poorly, and that's part of the reason they lost. And the defense was like really good, 
and part of the reason they stayed in this game the whole time. Yeah, if you take uh, outside of two busts, uh, they had a run 45 yards by Trey Edmonds on the first yeah. one, and then they gave up a 40-yard completion uh, to James Washington. Yeah. Outside of that, they were fantastic. Yeah. Defense. I mean, 273 total yards for Pittsburgh. They forced him into um, my two turnovers, right? Am I remembering? Yes, two turnovers. Yes. I mean, interception and something the defense hasn't done yet, by the way, this year. Forced many turnovers, right. and they 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 came up with some some great ones. The Kenny Moore pick was great off the deflection. Um, uh, and the rookie Marvell Tell forces a fumble. Mm-hmm. I mean, great play. I, I said actually, I, he got called for the pass interference. I thought that was maybe a little even ticky tack that they called it on him. Um, I thought he played really well. But, I mean, yeah, and uh, we'll talk about boneheaded plays. And, and not boneheaded, but costly mistakes they made. And the Darius Leonard ones kind of stand out to me in terms of pretty much the only things I thought the defense did wrong. Does that sound about right to you? Yeah, I mean, you can kind of – it just depends on how much you want to kill people for individual plays whenever – Yeah, for sure. You I know, on, on those two big ones. But, yeah, I thought Leonard's penalties um, – the one at the end of the first half was really bad because the Colts were going to go in up 16 to 10. Yep. They go in only up by a field goal. That's a big difference. It is. It's a really big difference. And everybody knows that scores right before the half are tough. Um, it was just needless, too. They had contained that pass, playing that incredible defense that you love so much. With I like love that formation. That keeping everybody inbounds defense. And yes. he was the, I don't know. I can't remember who caught the pass. I think it was the tight end, Vance McDonald. And he was mm-hmm. gonna stay in bounds. They had gang tackled him. It was just a needless penalty. It didn't need. To, it didn't need to happen. And then all of a sudden, you put Chris Boswell within fifty something yards, and he drills it. And he drills it. And it, it was big. It's just b- really big. And th- I thought the thing that made it worse was on the play before that. I thought they mo- that he flirted with getting a penalty for hitting Mason Rudolph while he was sliding. Yeah. And I, I, I'm gonna say this as a caveat because I believe it. They, they make life really hard on these defenders now. Yeah. Yeah. But even knowing that. Darius if Leonard you're Darius that. Leonard, you have to know that. He knows that, yeah. And you have to play that way. I, yeah. And so then for him to do that, and then on the very next play, it just it, it just was bad. You it was, be careful. It's a big mistake. I agree. And, I, I, and the other one, another one that this is another one that, like, I thought he contacted the runner inbounds. Yeah. But you don't need to finish it. Yeah, he threw him. Like, don't, it, just, it just looked bad. You don't need to. You just don't need to do anything where you put them in that situation. The only the only personal foul that the Colts had that I thought was ridiculous was the totally ridiculous. I should say was the Bobby Okereke one on the punt. I have no idea why they called that. He, the guy didn't fair catch, and he gets called for it. It was it was a terrible. Call. Sometimes sometimes I feel bad because like our job is sort of to explain what's going on, and yeah. sometimes calls happen, and I don't have an explanation because I don't no really understand it. <sighs> Ryan I, I, Switzer didn't call for fair catch. Bobby Okereke didn't hit him with his head. Yeah. Uh, he didn't hit Ryan Switzer in the head. Yeah. Uh, so what? I I have nothing. I got nothing on that one. All right. Let's rewind a little bit. Let's go back to the beginning of the game. I think the Colts, like you said, better team both sides. Jacoby Brissett though goes down in this game. You want to tell people what Frank Reich said about Jacoby Brissett's injury? Today? He said it's pro- they're, they're thinking a sprain, and he said the word MCL ish. Right. Which I assume just means MCL. Yeah, but they don't know that for sure. I don't think we, you and I both said, took it as a good sign. They didn't rush him. They don't, they don't have an MRI machine at at uh, at the stadium in Pittsburgh, but they didn't rush him anywhere to do tests. They kept him in the tent for a long time, but it sounded like Jacoby said they were just discussing whether or not he could come back out. I think he was kind of politicking to let him go back in there. He ends up deciding that Brian Hoyer is playing well enough, and let's not risk it. Or they end up deciding. I think it was a collective decision on that. 
but I don't. We don't know yet his status for next week against right. Miami, and so. So let's talk about one of the. Oh, I, I would say one of the only bright spots, though he did make a killer mistake, which I think was Brian Hoyer in this game. I thought he played. I thought he he played well enough for the Colts to win this game. Yeah, he did. Three touchdown passes in three quarters. I thought he threw some incredible pass. The, the Zach Pascal touchdown pass was a great catch, but it was a great throw as well. He did a great job scrambling out of trouble, uh, avoiding a sack and finding Chester Rogers in the back of the end zone to make another touchdown pass, and then. And then the very first pass of the game uh, that he threw was an 11-yard strike to Jack Doyle for a touchdown. So yeah. he really had some great throws, um, put him in position to, to score points. And, and, and at the end of the game, when they needed to be drive down the field and hit a game-winning field goal, he helped put them in position to do so. I, I don't think, and I got this on Twitter a little bit, that he was more decisive than Jacoby. I don't really feel that way. I hate that people feel the need to compare across all the time. I think, he's, uh, I think he, he came in and did the job he was supposed to do and I did don't, very well. I don't. I don't see that really. Thank I thought you. he held the ball in the same sorts of situations. Uh, if you're, you can't really say that Jacoby wouldn't have made the throws in the red zone because he's literally been making those all year. Yeah, um, I, I would want to say Brian's his hesitation is a little more excusable. Just because yeah. the conversation we had with him is that he he doesn't know this off. He's been in this offense for two months. He's still learning it. He doesn't know all of it. And, right. and I was talking to him about this at one point. He's like, "You do hold the ball longer because you kind of need to see something happen as opposed to just feeling it happen when you've been in the offense right. for a couple of years." So to me, but he didn't he didn't push the ball down the field. They didn't have a, a ton. No, they didn't have an explosive play. But on that final drive, he got the forty yard pass interference. He threw the ball the back shoulder to Zach Pascal. He went down the field when he had to at the end of the game, which I, is I sort thought. of it's sort of Jacobyish. I totally agree. Which is totally agree. I guess the thing I'm pushing back against is the idea that like. Is somehow wildly different. I didn't think so. I thought he did his best Jacoby impersonation. It was a very similar similar offense. I thought when they ran. I, I, there's some things that you lose when you when Jacoby's not in. The, I, Brian Hoyer doesn't protect the ball as well. Nope. We'll get to that interception in a second. Yep. Uh, but I think the other thing you lose is Jacoby's sort of. I don't want to say Houdini is capability because yeah. it's not really like, it's like that. Crafty or it's like, more yeah. like <laughs> it's more like uh, just a. Re- Stark refusal to go down. Yeah, it's pure strength mixed with some craftiness in there. There's some craftiness, yeah. but yeah, it's just more of a. It's not quite crafty because okay. there's too physical to be crafty. Okay. Um, Tom Brady just missed his opportunity to recreate the Aaron Rodgers throw from the Kansas City game. Yeah, pure talent alone. I'm going Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> um, Super Bowl rings. I'm going with Tom Brady. Um, now I guess now we can get to the pick. Yeah, yeah. You 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 had a very keen realization about the pick which is we talked about that was a bad throw if people remember he, he pretty much telegraphed it Minka Fitzpatrick was all over it jumped it ran it well, back 96 yards and I thought most importantly I know people are harping on the telegraphing and I don't think that helped I thought the bigger problem and Hoyer said this was the bigger problem yeah. afterward he backed me up um <laughs> He didn't really back I'm me. I'm sure up. he was proud. Yeah, proud to help. He didn't really back me. He's not like I told him, and he's like, "Oh yeah, that's right." <laughs> You're right, Joel. <laughs> um, it's what, I, but but it backed up what I said when I first thought it. Yeah. Jack Doyle was open right at the snap, and I think if you throw it at the ten, Fitzpatrick doesn't matter if you're looking or not. Fitzpatrick yeah. doesn't have time to get over there, and then it was a first down. Right. And so, you either get a first down at the ten, or Jack Doyle does what he does so often. And he breaks a tackle and scores. Yes. Um, you That's could just you, you, the play there is to throw it earlier. Right. It's not so much the staring, throw it earlier. Harder, that, flatter, throw it earlier. And that's the part that that's what he did wrong. What the result for the Colts was disastrous. It ends up being what we think might have been. It's at least you know you, you Victor. It's a touchdown for the Colts at least or a field goal, right? So that's seven or three points. And then but they return it for a touchdown. So you're talking about a ten or fourteen point swing. 
in a time when the Colts were about to go up two scores and really take control of that game, which I think is even more important because you would have been like, okay, Mason Rudolph, you have no running game anymore. You beat us. And, that and Mason Rudolph doesn't push the ball down the field. No. He had one he big completion, and he didn't do anything else. He couldn't beat that Colts defense today if they were down by two scores. So it, it's a big, I, big they, the Colts were so bad and so many, did so many things wrong in so many weird phases that it didn't feel like that interception was as enormous while I was watching the game. Yeah. And then as soon as I, like, sat down and thought about what the situation was, if they score a touchdown there, even if they get a field goal, if it's – if it's at the, think about it, if it's at the half, if it's yeah, uh, nineteen to six, six or worse, twenty three to six, yeah, game's over. Different game. Game's and completely and over. So Colts are six and two. So right it doesn't now, feel if like we're if that's what happens. We're piling on Brian Hoyer here. It is we have we should note he threw a touchdown pass on his very first throw of the game. It's the second play of his coming in coming in cold off the which bench. which was large. Yes. Then he comes after that pick. He drives them right down the field and throws a touchdown pass to Zach Pascal. So he did do his job to try to rebound and get this offense game. I, like I said, I, I talked to Paris Campbell about this. He said, I didn't feel like the offense really skipped a beat. Again, not to compare him to Jacoby Brissett, but they really right. didn't have to change up a lot of the things that they were doing to, a, you know, to account for, for Brian mm-hmm. Hoyer. I think what we have to, to close out the Brian Hoyer talk is just that going forward, we don't know how long Brissett's going to be out. Could be a game, could be two or, or more or whatever. We really don't know yet. Um, I think Colts fans can sleep well tonight. Or you know, wake, you know, whatever you're listening to this tomorrow morning or whatever. But knowing that if Jacoby's out a game or two, the Colts are going to be fine with the quarterback that they have. They're not going to be as good as they were with Brissett, but they're going to be fine and be capable of staying in games. Yes, that's what Brian Hoyer does. Yeah, that's the safety net that he is. And that's why they signed him. I right. know everybody hated that contract, but it's first of all, it's not a big contract. No, and second of all, like y- they went out and got an above-average, experienced backup. That's and that's what he was today. That's what he was today. I thought again, you don't you don't really get. Most backups don't come in and throw three touchdowns in three quarters. It right. It just doesn't really happen. So I thought he played really well. What's, what, before we get to other, other things, people we need to kill one by one, which we will, let's just go to the other highlights. I know I, I, I kind of want you to touch on Paris Campbell because he did fumble twice, but he had a really good game, I thought, outside of that. And then Zach Pascal's emergence as, as, as a legit option in this, in this offense. Yeah, we can start with Zach Pascal because it's just we're watching an undrafted free agent sort of blossom into a bona fide NFL receiver yeah. right in front of us. Um, and I think the thing that sticks out to me is not that he had five catches for 76 yards today. It's that I don't remember him having a drop this season. Yeah. In a season when everybody else has. Yeah. Except even maybe t- Jack Doyle. Even T.Y. Maybe Jack Doyle doesn't have one. Yeah. Um, but Zach Pascal, I can't remember him having a drop. And then he made three catches today that were just absolutely great. Uh, I mean, absolutely great catches. Incredible. There, there was uh, the touchdown catch was great. Yeah, the fully outstretched. He had a toe tap catch on the sideline that the Steelers it was right in front of the Steelers and they didn't think he got it down and he definitely did. Uh, and then the third one was a back shoulder that got them in position for the kick. Adam Benetieri missed. Yep. And I mean, just another great catch. Yeah. He he's he's it's happened too many times now for this to be a fluke. He is, this is a part of this offense going forward. Shameless plug. I wrote about him. Big long feature about him recently. And it's it's again it's hard to I don't want to resort to cliches but this guy has just worked his tail off to get where he is he turned I mean he essentially had a reputation as just a run blocker and he's turned that into to being a very valuable as as some of the coaches have said one of the most important pieces on this offense and I don't think that's overstating it I really do think he's that important to what they do oh well, especially with Ty down right now I I, I was gonna say like 
you and I both kind of said, like, you didn't really feel like you missed T.Y. a ton today. Now, now Chester Rogers had some bad plays, and you could have obviously used T.Y., but, th- you know, they've never won a game without T.Y. Hilton. That streak continued today. But it, you didn't feel like, okay, if they had T.Y. Hilton, they'd definitely win this game. No, and I really liked what we saw from Paris Campbell. Now, Paris Campbell has some hand injury. Yeah. They x-rayed it. Yeah. Uh, but he never said – I listened to it, like, three times. He never said what the results of the x-ray were. No, he got hurt. He got. We know he got hurt on a slant. I don't think it's broken because he said, I don't know, when I asked him if he thought I was going to keep him out. He just sounded down. He just sounded like when he asked him about the injuries, like it's just one thing after the other with me right now. It's really frustrating. And and it was even worse today because I thought the earlier in the season we saw Paris Campbell, it, it wasn't – you didn't see what the Colts – he he just wasn't very dynamic, and today he was dynamic. Yeah, they used him in the jet sweep. They 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 used him on some crossing routes. You have the stats over there. I could be wrong, but I think he had an explosive play both as a runner and as a passer. He had a 22-yard run. Or I looked at that receiver. earlier, and then uh, I'm trying to look to see what his longest pass was. Um, he had a 27-yard catch. I think he had the only explosive catch. He did. Zach Pascal came real close with a uh, 19-yarder, but yeah, they've got like a gazillion of those this year. 19-yarders. Yeah. Oh no, Naheem. Oh no, yeah, Naheem Hines had a 21-yard catch today. Oh, okay, so there's another one. Yeah, there you go. So, but yeah, that was that gorgeous wheel route. Now he, I, I, not going to criticize Frank Reich play calling. Think he does a wonderful job most of the time. Would like to see Naheem Hines a little bit more involved in the passing offense. Yeah, that's probably fair. I'm not saying the at at the expense of maybe a couple other throws to like a Deion Kane or uh, you know, definitely a Chester Rogers. Chester Rogers, yeah. Just want to see Naheem a little more involved. But again, I'm not. This is far from an indictment of Frank Reich's offense. I don't think Naheem has a drop this year. He just hasn't. I just hasn't been as involved as I thought he would be this year. So. A little weird. Speaking of not involved, Eric Ebron, two catches for 16 yards. Kinda yeah, Ebron hasn't had very many, with the exception of, was it last week? Yeah. With the exception of last week, he just hasn't had the same kind of impact this year. Nope. But, again, I can't call him a disappointment when we have so many other people to call disappointments. <laughs> uh, let's go to the kicker, because we're supposed to make this kind of a quick podcast, and uh, we haven't talked about him, and he was bad today. <sighs> Pretty sure that the, the, the kick that was blocked, the extra point that was blocked, yeah. was low. Um, and then he just he misses a 43-yarder at the end. Laces in. How do you feel about it? Because they were in. Uh, and and they need to be out. As we learned from Ace Ventura. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, I just – Vinatieri said this. He's still got to make it. And he hooked it really bad. It looked like you and me trying to kick out there. Seriously, I, I don't I mean that in a bad way, but it, that kick wasn't even close. He missed it really bad, and it's it's his. He's missed ten kicks now. He, Only he, one of those ten kicks is blocked. Ten kicks in eight games. And what we've said this on the podcast before, and it, it's truer than it was the first time we went through this with Terry. The the options out there are terrible. Yeah, there's no easy. There's no. This is not going to get if, – if if they get rid of him, the kicking situation is most likely not going to get any better. It's so complicated, too, with like with all the history with him, him being the like you know a Hall of Fame caliber kicker and all the clutch kicks, and then to add on what you just said, that there's probably nobody out there that's actually better. God, I, that just puts them in a between a rock and a hard place on this one right now. Yeah, and the hard thing is I, I really think – after this one, even if you throw in the like Steelers sticking with Boswell 
I think last year. Yeah. Or the, the, the year the Packers stuck with Crosby. Like, even if you put those situations in there, it's it's starting to feel like this is the time that somebody would make a move. But it's it's so bad. Like it, the, what's out there is so bad. And I thought, and I just I, I just wonder. I don't. I don't. I, w- I wonder what Chris Ballard's thinking. It. A lot of the guys that they tried out are the gone. first time are on teams. Yeah. Then. Young Wakeu's in Atlanta. Um. They'd already missed out on Sam Ficken. He was he'd gone to the Jets. That there's somebody else, not thinking of. Well, Cody Par- Parkey, he's gone. Parkey, that's the one. He's he's with the Titans, and the the you see with the Patriots, they're already on their third kicker. Uh, Goskowski and I are. Yeah. They cut Mike Nugent. I, I don't I don't know. There's no good answer here. Uh, but it's pretty clear. That we're watching the end. I read. I, I think I told you this before, and I thought it was really interesting. Was that Michael Lewis, the Moneyball writer, did a story on Adam Vinatieri or on kicking about 10, 15 years ago? I was like ten years ago, and, and he interviewed Vinatieri for it because at the time he was still like the greatest kicker in the league. And he asked Adam Vinatieri at the time it was like what thirty four, thirty five, still mm-hmm. old for a kicker. He said, "When are you? When? When are you going to know it's over? When is it going to be over for you?" And Adam pretty much said, "I, I don't know." I don't. I, I. I might know it when it happens. And 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 a, a coach or a scout he talked to said Adam Vinatieri's career will be over the day he misses a clutch kick, and somebody decides they just can't trust him anymore. I wonder if that day was today. It's tough. It's it's tough because it's honestly it's easier to make this move at the beginning of the season because there's more out there. Lack of the lack of options. I know makes this more complicated. I don't know what they do. I I don't envy being Chris Ballard or Frank Reich right now, because Frank Reich might have to have another one of those sit down meetings that he had with 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 Adam last you know last time this happened on Monday, and he says they didn't talk about retirement. I'm fairly confident that they did. Um, I don't know. I just I think it's going to be a tough situation for them to have to deal with. And I, I look a lot of people made mistakes today. We've been through a ton of them. But the fact of the matter is, if Adam Vinatieri makes these kicks at a reasonable amount of time, this team has two more wins on its resume than it has right now. Yeah. All right, at the very least, one. I, I mean, yeah. If you want to take, if you don't want to do the Chargers one, that's mm-hmm. fine. But I think if he makes those kicks, they win. Yep. And if he makes the kicks today, they win. And it, he missed three against the Chargers. Yeah. So, if he just makes two of them. I mean, today we talked about this. Like, so they lost by two points, right? He misses the extra point. That's one. Mm -hmm. They go for two on the next time and don't get it. So that's two points, if not you know three, obviously. That's twenty six, twenty six, right there. Yeah, and then he misses a field goal. I mean, you're talking about five points that essentially Adam Vinatieri was responsible for. And and yeah, I. I, Anyway, we don't need to tell you how bad it is. You guys all know as Colts fans how bad it is. It's just I you and uh, Joel did a good job of laying out what the scenario is for them. It's just you, it's. They're screwed. <laughs> yeah. You're no, that's that's a good way to put it. I mean, it's true. You're st- there, there's no good options out there. You're either stuck with a bad kicker you have, or you go find another bad kicker. Yep. And the teams that have made kicker changes, uh, I think Ficken, who went to the Jets very early, was your best. Your we man. Just watched, we just watched the Vinatieri kick on the replay here. On, it uh, just played at halftime, and oh, NBC. my goodness. Yeah. Oh, God. It's as bad as I remembered. 
Um, it was funny because you saw the Steelers fans go erupt immediately, and I was like, like as soon as the ball left, I was like, court. how did they know right away? Because we're standing in a, we're sitting in a, the, the booth, you can't really tell, and and yeah, I mean, oh man, it's funny. The next replay they showed was a kicker walking it off. Harrison Bucker from almost the exact same distance. It was forty four instead of forty three. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't. I, I can't talk about a kicker anymore. I just can't I, about the kicker anymore. I shouldn't say it's not even. It's not even at its position. I wasn't trying to denigrate the position. I just can't talk about Adam Vinatieri anymore. What else is there to say? Yeah, it's it, it hasn't been anywhere near good enough. It's been bad. It's looked awful at times. To that kick the kick I just saw was it's a reminder. Like it was awful. I hate I hate that he's one of the greatest of all time. He d- he deserves better. If this is the end, he deserves a better end. It sucks. It really sucks. Um um we'll we'll see. I I don't I don't know what they're going to do. I don't There there was no um, there was no, we just, there's another break in here where they're saying that, uh, they believe it's an MCL sprain on, and that's a report on NBC, which and is that he's week to week, which is funny because Frank Reich said that with his face <laughs> and that we don't know if he's playing next week. So that pretty much covers the report. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that's funny stuff. You can move on. Feel free to move on. <laughs> it frustrates me. It frustrates me when the coach says it. Um, Anyway, but yeah, I don't I don't know what the right answer is. I really don't. And I think if there were more options out there, I'd be leaning toward it's time to make a move like the Falcons made. But there's not. Yeah. Yeah, you and I talked about it. Maybe 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 this is something you kill Chris for later and say you should have traded for one of the deadline. I I, I don't know. It feels like hindsight's twenty twenty on that. At the time, Adam was kicking pretty well. Um, yeah. I don't know. Anything about this game? Because we want people to have finished this thing before they get to work. So anything else about this game you want to talk about? I don't think so. Can we try to stump you with something? Yeah, we can try that. Oh, I should. Also, I will say our editor tried to stump me with uh, Brett Favre's first completion, completion, which is a really bad stump, Joel, since I was born in Wisconsin. I'm I'm going to give you. That's just bad. I want to ask you to give me Jalen Samuels' uh, receiving line today. That's a good one. So let's start with, you can start with targets, catches, or yards, whatever you want to do. Targets thirteen, catches thirteen, yards. Tell me now, did you write about this in your story? I didn't. Okay, this is good then. Yards eighty-two. <laughs> oh, so close to perfection. You were right on thirteen. You were right on thirteen, seventy-three. Oh, so he got a loss at some point. I knew he was at like twelve for seventy-six. Seventy-three yards. Um, by the way, oh, before we sign off. Let's give a little credit to Rocky Sin today. Yeah, no penalties. No penalties. I thought he played a pretty good game. He one got, big catch. He got beat on one big play, but mm-hmm. I thought overall that's a that's the that's a good way for a rookie to bounce back. I'm yeah. sure Pittsburgh wanted to try to target him. I wrote earlier this week that it was more of the exception than the rule, and Rock proved it today. I agree. Yeah, none of the receivers did anything. What like did Juju Smith Schuster do? That's what I was going to ask you. Uh, that's why I was going to point. I don't it out. know. You want to do it? Go ahead. We'll do targets, receptions, yards. For a fun targets. St- Five on the money. It's like you. It's like you watched the game today. Receptions like three on the money. Yards is gonna be like I have no idea. Like twenty-seven. Sixteen. Oh wow, even worse than twenty-seven. Sixteen. And James Washington, he had the James four, Washington had a good game. He had the forty-yard catch before. Before that, he was three for twenty-nine, which is not not well, bad. But, but the, yeah. the reason I said he had a good game is because like every one of his three catches before that were good. Do you remember who scored the touch? I don't even remember the offense scoring a touchdown for the Steelers. Vance McDonald. 
What was the play? That I don't remember. Pass. <laughs> Stump Joel. Finally, I got it. It's a good place to end. Now, uh, I, uh, I can I can assure you. I knew it was Max Vance McDonald. <laughs> you did get that. So, all right. Thank you for joining us, guys. Uh, it's been a late one. We're going to watch the end of the uh, Ravens-Steelers game. God. Oh, man, I blew it. I just blew it. Ravens-Patriots game. I didn't We watched the Steelers already today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're in Pittsburgh right now. I'm tired. Enjoy the podcast. Thanks for listening. Join us again midweek when we'll talk. We'll preview the Dolphins, who, by the way, are no longer like the hapless tanking team. They're no, gonna, they've got to win. going to be tough. All right. See you guys later. Thank you.